0: Straight Talk from Israel.
1: You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Political Hitman. I'm Howie Sobiger and this is Political Hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio so happy to be here it's been it's been a while and and so i i'm really really glad to be here and uh i'm hoping that you join me in conversation numbers to call in israel zero two six five zero zero one five one in america the number is three oh five seven six eight four eight four one uh you could um you could always chat in the chat room on israelnewstalkradio.com I wanna tell you, I wanna talk about uh, Ukraine, what else? What else is there to talk about? Ukraine is what there is to talk about. And I wanna talk about Ukraine and the war in Ukraine. I I really don't think that the media is doing a service to able-minded thinkers when it comes to the way they're covering the Ukraine. I don't think intelligent people are getting Any kind of insight into life in the Ukraine, I don't think that um, that the historical aspect of this conflict has really come out. I don't don't think that that people really understand that this is not a sudden move from from Vladimir Putin to go and attack the Ukraine. Ukraine has been attacked by Russia for the last five hundred years. So I I really don't think that um, that we are talking about the same thing when we talk about the Ukraine. I, I don't think that the media, I don't think that anybody is really talking about um, about the same thing. And I think it's time to fix those errors. So uh, that's what we'll do on Political Hitman tonight. And of course, you could join me. You could join me by calling in 026500151 in Israel. In North America, 305-768-4841. I don't like the Ukraine. I'll tell you why. Because i'll tell you why when we come back from the uh, from the from the break but but i don't like the ukraine i won't shed a tear for anybody except for jews that die in the ukraine and i really couldn't care less honestly couldn't care less if the ukraine is conquered by russia or not conquered by russia makes zero difference in my life i don't care i don't stand with the ukraine i don't care about the ukraine you don't like it call me up I'm Howie Silber, this is Political Hitman, right here on Israel, New Stock Radio.
1: How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom! I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio.
0: Political Hypnotic. I'm Howie Sobiger, and this is Political Hitman, right here on Israel News Doc Radio. You could join me in the conversation by dialing 0265-00151 in Israel. In America, the number is 305-768-4841. We are talking about the Ukraine. The Ukraine or just Ukraine. It go either way, really. Uh, We're talking about Ukraine, and I got to tell you, I said it before the break. I'll say it again. I really don't give a damn about the Ukraine. I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less if the country was taken over, and if it disappeared tomorrow, I would not shed a tear. Ukraine has been absolutely dismal in their treatment of Jews throughout history. Throughout the entire history of the country, Ukraine has murdered Jews. So someone's going to say to me, hey, Howie, they just elected a Jewish president. Look, look how much has changed. I, I, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. It doesn't work for me. I don't care if the president's Jewish. I don't care what his religion is. The country has a history of killing Jews. And not so, and not so uh, distant past. Think about uh, the Holocaust. When we look at the Holocaust, then we think about the amount of Jews that were killed in the Ukraine. We think about the amount of torture Jews went through in the Ukraine. Think about the fact that Ukrainians were much more torturous and murderous than the Nazis. And one has to wonder, Why should I have any empathy, sympathy, or care any way about this country? I don't care. Now, there are a lot of Jews living there. Now, I have no idea why Jews would choose to live there. I have no idea why Jews would have stayed there after the Holocaust. I have no idea why Jews would have gone back there after the Holocaust. It doesn't make sense to me. But there are Jews living there. And the Jews that are living there, I hope I hope, that they survive. I hope that nothing happens to them. But at the same time, I wonder what compels them to stay in a country that obviously hates them. It doesn't make sense to me why Jews would be there. Now, somebody's going to tell me, Howie, what are you talking about? Ukraine's a democracy, and this, and this country, Russia, this, this, uh, this dictatorship, Russia, and Vladimir Putin, the evil Vladimir Putin, is coming to 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 take away the democratic status of the Ukraine. and we must stand up for democracy right around the world. I say, hogwash, it's not true. Let's cut through some of the baloney, some of the propaganda driven by the um, driven by the uh, media. Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is not a democratic leader. Before the war broke out, he banned opposition parties from his parliament. He arrested the opposition leaders and shut down newspapers that opposed him. Zelensky's religion, and everyone points out to me, he's Jewish, he's Jewish, he's Jewish. Zelensky's religion is absolutely and 100% irrelevant in the context of the conversation about the war in the Ukraine. I couldn't care less what his religion is. Totally inconsequential. Russian aggression and imperialism is nothing new in Eastern Europe. Ukraine was part of the USSR and since its dissolution into the late 1990s, Russia and the Ukraine have been on friendly, uh, on friendly and unfriendly terms. It goes back and forth between Russia and the Ukraine. So sometimes Russia likes the Ukraine, sometimes they're friends, and sometimes it's like this, and they're not friends. It's not a surprise. It's not a. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's not as big deal as the, as the as the world's making it. Look, attacking an independent country is a horrible thing, but nobody really make, made a huge deal about Russia. I don't know attacking and annexing the Crimea from the Ukraine in 2014. Nor did anybody really care that Russia attacked Georgia in 2009, or also in 2009 when Russia closed down the gas line to the Ukraine, starving the Ukraine of, of, of essential gasoline, uh, or the ongoing war between in Russia in the in the in the Donbas with Russia. No no one cared when Russia conquered the next Chechnya for a while in the late 1990s. It, no, nobody really cared. Okay, let's be honest. The media controls what you care about. Propaganda plays on your emotion and allows you to care about one conflict and ignore another one. Uh, suffering is suffering. And if you don't care about everyone's suffering, but are hyper-focused on one conflict, you are really being manipulated by the media. But let's put all that aside. I've seen post after post after post of people uh, t- showing a woman and a bunch of children huddled in, in, in a bomb shelter in central Ukraine. And, and, and post after post of people saying, oh, my heart is broken by this, by, by this picture. Look at this woman and her children. They're huddled in a, in a bomb shelter. How terrible. Where were those people for the last 20 years? Well, almost 20 years. While bombs were falling on the heads of Israelis, where were those people when when, a bomb landed, when bombs landed into, in kindergartens in towns like Sturut? Where were the people who cared then? Where was the heartbreak? Where was the heartbreak then? Why is it that when bombs fall on the heads of Jews and Israelis, nobody cares? When the bombs fall on the heads of Ukrainians, then people start taking notice and the whole world goes crazy. I don't get it. The Cold War has been over for a long time. It, it makes zero sense to me that we are still behaving as if we're into, in a Cold War and as if, uh, as if Russia is the biggest foe in the world. We have to understand that Russia is not the greatest enemy of the world today. Russia doesn't have the strength to be the greatest enemy of the world. The greatest enemy of the world today is actually China, which everyone's kind of ignoring. Uh, when china decides to rear its head and attack and uh, and take over well they're slowly economically taking over 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 the world but once they really take over then we're all going to look back and say wait a second we were focused in the wrong direction this kind of reminds me a, a, of life after 911 when 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 the when when all the intelligence services right across the world turned their heads and and stopped looking at internal threats like white supremacists and uh, and internal Internal uh, terrorists, and only focused on the Muslim threat. Now, while it is correct that Muslims attacked the U.S. in in at 9/11, and it is correct that uh, that that radical Islam plays a, a very, very, very dangerous role in world politics, the truth of the matter is that um, that they weren't the only terrorists around, and by ignoring the other terrorists. And ignoring everything else that was going on, and focusing all your resources on the Muslim threat, you did a disservice to your country, and allowed the uh, and allowed the white supremacists and everyone else to to reorganize, to to recruit, and to build up their to build up their um, their, their their armies, their minions, with with absolutely zero uh, pushback. And that's a terrible thing to do. And it's, it's terrible that America did that. It's terrible that uh, that this was done. So this hyper-focus on, uh, on Ukraine, what is it doing? Uh, in America, it's hiding the incompetence of the Biden administration. That's, that's what it's doing. Everyone's forgotten about Biden's disastrous uh, uh, escape from, well, withdrawal from, of his troops from Afghanistan. Nobody's talking about that anymore. Everybody's... Nobody's, nobody's paying attention to the fact that the economy has collapsed in the United States, that, um, that oil is at 6 and $7. Uh, well, if you want to go buy gasoline, it's at 6 or $7 a gallon. No, nobody's, nobody's paying attention to that. The media is a propaganda machine, and normally the media is a propaganda machine for the government. And the media does a great job at distracting people from things they don't want them to see. They shine a shiny object to the right-hand side, and uh and, and you don't see what's happening on the left It's sleight of hand it's an old magician's trick the media does it very very well and time and time and time again the population buys into it and those of us that see things in a different way those of us that look and analyze and are critical thinkers we're looked at as the nutcases we're told that we are the uh, we are the ones who who are who, who who are who are on the fringe of society it's really sad that the thinking people are on the fringe of society. That people who can analyze the situation, people can look and, and and understands that the situation is not exactly the way it's being presented by the media, are considered fringe, and considered nutcases, nutballs. That's that's how we're labeled. It's extremely sad. But it's a result of a concerted effort by by. Um, by the mainstream, a concerted effort by governments and everyone else to um, to to limit education, to dumb down the education system, to not teach history properly, because if you taught history properly, you'd understand that Ukraine and Russia have been fighting for centuries. This is not a new fight. This is not this is not something that came out of the blue. This has been built up for time and time again. They they keep fighting. It it happens over and over again. Russia conquers the, Russia conquers Ukraine. Ukraine Ukraine declares their independence. Ukraine takes over Crimea. Russia goes after Crimea. Crimea Crimea goes independent. Crimea gets taken over by the Ukraine. Crimea takes over by Russia. Russia and Ukraine fight over the Crimea. It's it's just constant and, and over over centuries, tons tons and tons of times this has happened. The same exact transactions have happened time and time again. Yet we tend to ignore history and we take a look at what's happening today. So, if we want to look at what's happening today, I say that this war was uh, the result of President Biden. I, I believe that he created this war. I will explain that after the break because uh, I, I don't think this war would have happened without, without President Biden. President Biden was the catalyst for this war, President Biden encouraged this war. I, I would say he even forced this war. Let's talk about that when we come up. I'm Howie Silbergaard. This is Political Hitman. You could call in 0265-00151 in Israel. In America, 305-768-4841. This is Political Hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. I'm Howie Sobiger. This is Political Hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. You could join me in the chat room on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Just click on that button on the top of the page. It says chat room, and you could be in the chat room. You could also call in. It is a talk show, so feel free to call in. Numbers to call in Israel, 026500151. In America, 3057684841. So, this war in Ukraine. I don't think it would have happened without the intervention of president Joe Biden. Let me, let me tell you what, let me tell you the way I saw this happening now. And I've been, I've been, I've been following this story for a while before I new, I've been following the story since, um, since, since the, since the airplane was shot down over to Ukraine a couple of years ago. Uh, but but let's get let's get to what happened now. Two weeks ago, or maybe two and a half weeks ago now, or maybe even three weeks ago, Joe Biden got up at a press conference and said, We have credible information that Russia is going to attack Ukraine. He said it clearly at a press conference. I watched the press conference live, I saw I heard him say it. The same day, Vladimir Zelensky, the 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 president of Ukraine. Went out and said, um, "We have no information about Russia attacking us. We have no idea what the president of the United States is talking about." President Putin of, of Russia said the exact same thing: uh, "We have no intention of attacking Ukraine. We have no idea what President is talking about." Now, if if you believe politicians, which I which I which I generally don't, but in this case they both seemed a little flustered and a little confused as to what Biden was talking about not an unusual situation when Biden gets up to speak the uh the two presidents claimed that it wasn't um that, that they had no idea what what was t- what what this whole what this whole attack was about but Biden got up three more times over the next couple of weeks and said Russias going to attack Ukraine and the Ukrainian president even made a joke out of it and said, yes we are going to be attacked on uh, on February 8th and then after the attack, he got up and he says, "Oh, look, Russia didn't attack us." I mean, he made they were they were mocking Biden openly, mocking Biden. And then I think I think probably what happened was the, uh, Putin of Russia, President Putin of Russia, finally said, "Hey, look, if the United States really wants us to attack uh, to attack Ukraine, let's let's attack Ukraine." So he started moving his troops in there, and they, they went on the attack. Uh, I, I know, I know, it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. I, I understand that. Uh, that, that it may be based in reality, but it's not really plausible. It's not, it's not, it's not plausible that that really happened. Or is it, is it plausible that that's really what happened That the president of the United States, knowing that his, that his, um, his approval ratings had dropped almost nothing, knowing that his economy was collapsing, knowing that he had to do something a little rash in order to, to get attention, to look like a hero. Knowing that his State of the Union address was coming up in a week or two, knowing all that, decided to start a war in Eastern Europe. Is that possible? It sounds like the plot of a movie, doesn't it? Oh, the movie was called Wag the Dog. In this movie, in this movie, Wag the Dog, uh, the president gets caught in a um, let's say a, a a very unhealthy situation. And his his approval ratings have dropped to the basement, and he's coming up to an election. So he creates a war with Albania in order to say, in order to become a a um, a war president, and thus bring up his popularity and win and, and win the election. Uh, Canadian bacon was another example of um, of a fake war. Uh, a small town sheriff decides to attack um, to attack Canada. <laughs> it, It borders on ridiculous, but then again, most of the time when you think about politics and the causes of some of the biggest conflicts in politics, ridiculousness is the way it goes. So this this war very well may have happened because President Biden suggested that Russia attack Ukraine now russia and ukraine have had this kind of you know i attack you you declare independence and i attack you again relationship for years maybe just maybe they said all right look you know um, whatever and russia said sounds like a great idea we could use uh, we could use more land we could try to rebuild the great the great communist republic the great ussr and off they went now I'm getting a little bit of feedback of people who are upset that I said I don't care if people die in the Ukraine. Let me let me be extremely extremely clear when, when I am um, about what I said. I don't care if people die in the Ukraine. There I am. That's as extremely as clear as I could get. I don't care. Nazism took hold in the Ukraine almost immediately after nazis attacked the ukraine and then conquered the land the ukrainian people grabbed onto the concept of nazism they embraced it and they ran with it they treated the jews in the ukraine like vermin they they i mean just take a look at the uh, the massacre at babi take a look at uh, at some of the other ukrainian massacres and you will understand that the jews living in the ukraine did not have it good and it wasn't because of the Germans, it was because of the Ukrainians. Now, on top of that, on top of that, after the war, many of the Jewish businesses and, and land that was owned by the Jews that were murdered by the Ukrainians were taken over by Ukrainians who still hold that land, those businesses and 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 all that today, and never once compensated Jews for their for for the torturous uh, treatment that they, they received in the Ukraine. So no reparations were ever paid. nothing was ever done from the Ukraine for the Jewish people. Now aside from that, now, now even even going, going even further than that, we have to understand and people don't seem to understand this concept and they, they always get mad at me when I say stuff like this. They always get, they always get you know, oh, you're such an evil person, you're a cold-hearted person. you, you, you got to understand that when a philosophy, a murderous philosophy like Nazism is adopted by a country so wholeheartedly, it doesn't disappear when Nazism disappears. It doesn't go away. What happens is it gets passed on from generation to generation. And generation to generation pass it on. And so if you think that Ukraine is less of a Jew-hating country than it was during World War II, you're sadly mistaken. Ukraine has the highest percentage of, of uh, white supremacists in the world. In fact, the last election, where everyone tells me that a Jewish president was elected, uh, the second, the opposition party that was elected in the Ukraine, was a a Nazi party. It was a Nazi party. So if you tell me that Nazism has disappeared from the Ukraine, that that Ukrainians don't believe in Nazism, they elected a Nazi supporting party, a party of, of white supremacists, white supremacists who speak poorly about Jewish people. So I, I don't know why Jews would choose to stay in Ukraine. Uh, same reason Jews choose to go to Germany and same reason Jews, Jews choose to go to all different countries that are big Jewish graveyards. Uh, I, I don't know what the logic behind it is. Some people tell me, oh, it's because we want to reclaim the land. We claimed the Why? Why? Why would you want to reclaim the land? We were murdered there. We we escaped there. We survived. We left. Why would you want to go back? It doesn't even make sense to me. But there are some people who say we have to go back, so they go back. So people living in the people living in Ukraine, Jews living in Ukraine, I, I think that we should uh, we should we should should have those jews we we stood to those jews exactly what we did to Jews in Yemen exactly what we did with the Jews in Morocco exactly what we did to Jews everywhere we 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 should go and save them we should save them from the jew haters that that are in the Ukraine and we should save them from themselves so the israel should should arrange uh, should try to arrange or try to figure out how to get these Jews out of there we've gotten Jews out of war zones before and i think it's time to evacuate the Jews from Ukraine and try to encourage them not to stay there. Now we know there are tons of Jews that that left the Ukraine and already gone to Israel. And I'm hoping that more choose to do this because Israel is the better option. Live in a country that elects a, a political party that could one day take over the leadership, that hates Jews, that wants to kill Jews. Or live in a country run by run by Jews. Uh, I don't know if you if you ask me, the the toss up is is pretty clear. But once again, I could be talking to myself. I could be I could be just be just be talking for the sake of talking. I don't believe for one second that we should make a hero out of Vladimir Zelensky. I, I don't believe that for one second. People tell you he's Jewish. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me what his religion is. The man is a fascist. He arrested the opposition leader before the before this war. He arrested his opposition leader, the opposing party leader. He shut down the he shut down the he shut down the um, the, the opposing newspapers. He did not allow dissent in his country. Countries that don't allow people to argue with them. People, though, to criticize the government, people to stand up against the government. Those countries we call fascist. Those are fascist governments, and fascist governments are not governments that we should be supporting in a in a, in a, in, a, in the West, where we believe in democracy and we believe that democracy should should uh, should prevail. So, if you want a Western democracy, you cannot be supporting fascist governments. Now, you want to call Putin a fascist? I will agree with you one hundred percent. Putin is a fascist. He's an old time Soviet USSR Nick. And, and, and that's fascist enough for me. But Zelensky doesn't fall far behind Putin. And if you want to support a fascist, that's fine. Support fascism. You won't find out for me. I'm Howie Soberger's political hitman right here on Israel. News talk radio. Political hitman. I'm Howie Silberger, your political hitman here on Israel News Talk Radio. Feel free to get in on the conversation. You can call me in Israel, 265 In America, 305-768-4841. So, we've, we've gone this far. I've told you already that uh, I think Vladimir Zelensky is a fascist, and I've told you why I think he's a fascist. I- I've told you already that that I don't think that I care. I really don't care about the the deaths in the Ukraine. So you know, the death count doesn't matter to me. I care about the Jews in the Ukraine. I think they should be evacuated from the Ukraine. So we've come this far, and now I want to. I now I want to you know put the cream on the top of the cake, as they say. I think it's important that, we, uh, that, that, that the cream is put on top of the cake. So, I think that the world should butt out of this c- conflict. I think the world should just leave Russia and the Ukraine alone. I, I don't think anyone should get involved. This is an internal matter it's a russian ukrainian matter let the russians and the ukrainians handle it i i really believe that if we create a world war over a russian ukrainian land squabble then we have really disrespected the concept of world war so what were the world wars the, the world wars that, uh, that 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 happened already world war 1 happened because of a, a nato type alliance where where people were, people were aligned uh, militarily aligned, and when one country got gets attacked, the other countries had to come to their defense due to treaties that they had signed. World War II was essentially almost the same thing, where uh, where a, a land squabble in in a land squabble in in in, uh, in Europe uh, turned into a world war because people were obligated to get involved. One country had to protect the other country, and uh, at the end of the war. Like somewhere near the middle near the end of the war when 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 the jews were starting to get massacred nobody came to the aid of the jews It had nothing to do with the jews it was more about um, more about the land squabble and 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 part of the nato alliance so that everybody would fight each other so that uh, they would all support each other military alliances in this case here there are no military alliances Uh, ukraine is not part of nato and russia is uh, is not part of any military alliance Therefore, the world has no right to be involved in this. Why are they getting involved? So so let's think outside of the box for a second and try to understand why the world would be getting involved in this conflict. For the last, I don't know, six years, all we've heard is that Donald Trump is the is the uh, is the plaything of, of Vladimir Putin? He is, he is the puppet of Vladimir Putin. He was the, the, the man put in Putin's man in the White House. This is what we've heard for uh, for, for six years, as true or untrue as it is, and it's obviously untrue. Uh, that's that's exactly what they, uh, that exactly what the media's been telling you for six years. So now, Donald Trump has announced that he intends to run for President of the United States in 2024. He, he made that announcement a couple of months ago. Vladimir Putin started attacking Ukraine. Now, if I was a cynical person, which I'm not, I would think that the two might be connected. That Joe Biden's encouragement of this war in the Ukraine and the media's enthusiastic covering of this war in the ukraine might have something to do with a man named donald trump who's decided that he wants to run for president again now uh, call, me, call me call me a conspiracy theorist and that's fine you could do that but is it at all possible that the media which colludes with the democratic party which which is basically the spokespeople of the democratic party are covering this war and making Putin into the bad guy so that later, when they try to link Trump to Putin when he runs for president again, Trump becomes the bad guy. Do you think this is a possibility that uh, that this all has to do with the upcoming 2024 election? Now, it, it sounds like a long shot, but once again, uh, as we spoke in the last segment, sometimes reality... Sometimes reality is stranger than fiction. Sometimes things that people do for political reasons is really much stranger than things that happen just because they happen. It's, it's a theory that I've been, I've been playing around with, a theory that I've been thinking about, which sounds plausible to me. Last week, as this war started ramping up, the media went to Donald Trump and asked him what his opinion was on, on this war was. And he essentially said, listen, he said, we don't have to get involved in this. This is not America's war. America has no national interest in either the Ukraine or, or Russia. So we we have no reason to be involved in this. But he said, uh, "Zelensky's a scumbag. I think those were the exact words he used. Uh, so I put my money on Putin. He said something to that effect. And the media covered that as Trump throws his support behind Putin in the war. That's what got me thinking about this whole theory, that maybe this whole thing was set up by the Biden administration, was created, manufactured, and delivered by the Biden administration in order to guarantee the democratic victory in the 2024 election. Does it sound like a a long shot? Maybe. Maybe. Sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory? Quite possibly. But it's a possibility. And it's a possibility that we must take seriously. Because watch. Watch. And I'll bet you dollars to donuts that in the campaign for presidency, when, when Trump launches his campaign and runs for president again, uh, you're going to see attack ads against Trump which are going to be touting this 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 war, which will be over long before, before that election is called. You're going to see attack ads attacking Trump for supporting Putin, the dictator that tried to usurp the democracy of the Ukraine. You're going to see these ads and they're going to play it up and that's what leads me to believe if you believe if you believe that biden was the was was the was the catalyst behind this war, then the reason that he was the catalyst behind this war was because he wants to kill Trump's chances of beating him in the next election. Now call me crazy. I've seen crazier things. we, we you know we talked about um, Hillary Clinton paying a British spy to write a novel about Donald Trump and then selling it to the media as truth. Everyone called me a conspiracy theory when I, a theorist when I, when I talked about that on this show, and that proved it to be true. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but sometimes thinking outside of the box and looking from outside in, you see things that, that the media doesn't want you to see. You see things that the media thinks that, the, you know, look, the media believes that everybody's dumb and they could take a cow everybody into believing everything. And yeah. most people believe whatever they see. I remember uh, years ago I was, talking to, I was talking to people who told me uh, about some crazy medical discovery. Then I found out it was on some TV show and some quack doctor on a TV show made this discovery. But the person sold it to me as if it was truth. He told me that he told me it as if as if it was gospel, as if it uh, as if it was uh, as if it was written truth. But it wasn't. And he believed it only because he saw it on TV. And he said they wouldn't put it on TV if it wasn't true. And that's the attitude of a lot of people. If it's on TV, if it's on the radio, if it's uh, if it's on media, it's irresponsible to put false information on the media. But just think about Dan Rather. Dan Rather, who on 60 Minutes did a 10 minute segment on George W. Bush, which he totally fabricated, which got him fired and disgraced as a journalist after a 50 year career. These things happen. Zealots, zealotry happens. It happens in the media, it happens in politics, it happens a lot. So when you think about the way politicians play the media, the way the media plays the public, and the way everyone's being played, you have to wonder, how do we get out from this, this trap? How do, we, how do we solve this problem? How do we, how do we, get, how do we get rid of this? How, how, how do we say that this is unacceptable and we're not, we're not going to take it? And the only way we could do that the only way we could do that is to stop limiting ourselves to one side of the conversation. Most people I talk to only watch one network. They won't read or or, 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 or listen to anything else. And I say listen to everything. Watch everything. Read everything. Understand both sides of the issues. You can't discuss one side of the issue unless you understand the other side. The more read you are, the better you are in arguing, the better you are in understanding what's going on around you. And always understand that the media is not there to be your friend. The media is not there to sell you, to, to, uh, to tell you this true story. The media is there to sell you their story, the story that their publisher wants you to sell you, the story that will get them the most amount of ears, the most amount of eyes, The most amount of sales. That's all that matters when it comes to mainstream media. You don't matter. I don't matter. The truth definitely doesn't matter. I'm Howie Silberger. This is Political Hitman. I'll see you next week right here on Israel News Talk Radio.